Good morning, Colorado. You're listening to The Daily Sunup. The Daily Sunup podcast is a conversation with the Colorado Sun. See our trust indicators at coloradosun.com slash ethics. It's Monday, January 29th. Today, Sun Outdoors reporter Jason Blevins has an update from the recent meeting of the State Advisory Board working to rename some of Colorado's mountains that carry offensive names. Before we begin, the Colorado Sun invites you to meet the politics team at an unaffiliated networking event held at the Denver Press Club. The event is sponsored by Aponte and Busam Public Affairs Consultants. There will be a cash bar, it's free to join, and you'll have time to chat with staff and readers. Join us on February 29th and RSVP today by visiting coloradosun.com events. Now let's go back in time with some Colorado history. Today, we're going back to January 29, 1906, when a group of Colorado ranchers inaugurated a festival celebrating their industry. The event evolved over the decades into an institution that celebrates Colorado history, the National Western Stock Show. The prestigious Livestock Show has evolved from its original goal of promoting better livestock breeding and feeding techniques to become the world's largest stock show. Founded by influential figures like Elias M. Ammons and George Ballantyne, the show initially focused on Western U.S. livestock, but expanded globally by 1908. It now includes a horse show, a rodeo, and a 4-H roundup event. Before we continue, a special thank you to all our Colorado Sun members listening. It's thanks to you that The Sun continues to bring trustworthy, independent journalism to readers and listeners across our state. If you're not yet a member and want to join us, visit coloradosun.com join to sign up. While you're there, check out our member e-newsletters like Colorado Sunday, The Temperature, and more. Together, we'll keep Colorado informed in 2024. Next, our feature story. Hey, thanks for listening today, everybody. I'm David Krauss, one of the editors here at the Colorado Sun, and I am happy to be joined for another Sun Up session on a beautiful Monday with my buddy and Sun Outdoors reporter, Jason Blevins. Jason Blevins, what is going on? Doing well, David Krauss. Hey, uh, this past weekend, X Games, you and I weren't there, right? And then we, how many, how many, uh, Days and nights did we spend in Aspen fretting over what was going on under the lights of buttermilk, right? Yeah, some long nights. I I started out there with the when that thing was in Crested Butte. What was that? You know, thirty years ago. Shovel racing. I guess we've we've come a long way from shovel racing and uh uh what was the some of the snowmobile stuff, some of the other crazy stuff, but uh, I was just thinking about that. So uh, glad they had another successful X Games without us. But hey, you talk. Uh, I thought today we could talk about you stopped in um, last week and paid attention to the Colorado Geographic Naming Advisory Board, uh, which is looking at renaming another uh, mountain in Colorado. Jason, you sat in on that meeting last week, um, kind of. Give us the 411 on what's going on with Kit Carson Peak. Yeah, Kit Carson Mountain um, in the Sangre de Cristo range there, separating the San Luis Valley, north end of the San Luis Valley, from the Wet Mountain Valley over on the other side there to the east. Um, it's uh, It's been named Kit Carson Mountain since 1906, and there's a proposal before the state ge- geographic naming advisory board to uh, rename that peak as Frustum. Peak, F-R-U-S-T-U-M, Frustum. 
That is a geometric term describing what appears to be a shape like a like a pyramid without a top, sort of flat top pyramid sort of thing. Um, there does not seem to be a lot of eagerness on that advisory board for that name. And at the same time, there is um, some sort of counter proposals that are been proposed at the federal level at the U.S. Board on Geographic Names, a division of the U.S. Geological Survey. Um, and in their latest quarterly report, they have proposed names uh, Lawrence Peak or Tabawash Ute Peak for that mountain. And also last week, the town of Crestone Board of Trustees filed an application with that national board suggesting that Kit Carson should be renamed Mount Crestone which causes a bit of consternation because the adjacent peaks further to the south in that range are the Crestone Needles and Crestone Peak. So could there be too many names Crestone in that area? Could that be confusing for search and rescue, climbers, things like that? Um, one thing is fairly certain, and Kit Carson Mountain will not have that name for much longer. So you talk about all these names popping up, um, coming in as they start talking about each one of these locations, right? We saw it with uh, Mount Blue Sky and kind of all the, you know, wait, we want this name, we want that name. Is Jason, is this kind of the way the board's going to start working? Are we going to kind of see this trend of they come out with a name and then everybody throws another name into the hat? Yeah, exactly. So this board takes is very careful. Let's call it um, very methodical about with its with its approach toward name changing, as it should be. These are names that could hang out there for another century or so. So the idea is that they, you know, they reach out to all these different tribes. They reach out to all these different stakeholders in the area, make sure that they're, you know, coming up with the right name. And as new names, you know, as they consider one name. And inevitably, many other names are suggested. So they're they're sort of the job gets longer and more complex the longer it goes on, and that's kind of been the trend. As the as you noted, when they switched uh, Mount Evans to Mount Blue Sky, um, a number of suggestions rolled in 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 the later uh, months of that process uh, that suggested things other than Mount Blue Sky. So um, I think that's what we're seeing here at Kit Carson. Another fourteener will be the second 14er that the board um, chooses to rename and definitely not the last. And there's two kind of overlapping process, the state process, as well as the federal process. And they, um, you know, they, they listen to those local folks on the ground and it's, it's an interesting process to watch um, slow and careful is the way that board works. So, and it add the slower and more careful they go, the more options pop up and sort of crowd their plate as they're doing their work. So Jason, let what what are some of the, so you rename this mountain, right? And there's got to be some downstream implications like you and I were talking about uh, before. Um, you know, you take away the name of Kit Carson Mountain, then what happens to the town of Kit Carson, right? Which is what? 100, 150 miles to the east over outside of Colorado Springs. Are there other Kit Carson locations around the country that should change? Kind of, what's the thinking or do you see uh, a domino effect on some of these name changes? 
Yeah, you know, it's interesting. When we saw Evans go, it was only a couple months later that Congress voted to change the name of the Mount Webb Evans Wilderness at the bottom of that peak, which makes a lot of sense. The name of the wilderness should match the name of the peak. Um, And then, uh, you know, obviously uh, last year we saw a sweeping removal of the word squaw, a highly offensive term, of just about every federal um, designated landmark in um in the country you know, hundreds of the uh the peaks and valleys and hills and dales and everything were uh that name was yeah skier exactly in california palisades tahoe um so saw a lot of you know that's so there is a movement to kind of remove these names and you're seeing um pretty you know intensive calls to remove the names of uh specifically white settlers and and men who uh maybe after years of of historical review it, are revealed as uh maybe not the best fellas to have a giant mountain named after um so kit carson we do have a kit carson county out in eastern colorado there are 12 um geographic features federally noted geographic features in seven different states in in the country that are named Kit Carson Peak, and uh, you know, will those folks follow uh, the path of the Colorado Geographic Naming Advisory Board um, and removing that? And you know, it's sort of an an interesting process and one that that we'll watch closely, obviously at the Sun, but it's also it can get complicated over here in the Valley Eagle River Valley where I live. You know, there's a lot of calls to pull the name Gore off the range over our valley and if they do that there are several dozen (laughs) businesses lakes creeks trails everything in this valley is named gold restaurants hotels like so that would be just it's hard to wrap your head around what that would entail every business would rename it or, or would they keep the gore name and be you know named after this marauding hunter Irish aristocrat dude who came and one ton slaughtered every wild animal that he saw in his path for a three month campaign and actually never stepped foot in the Eagle River Valley. So, um, maybe a lot of good reasons to remove these names. Certainly, that's the job of the advisory board. But at the same time, the downstream implications can be pretty intense when you think about it. Kit Carson, um, he was a settler, right? Jason, what is the conversation there? And and why is this one risen up to be kind of the next one in line to change? Yeah, uh, uh, Christopher Carson, um, he was a, a trapper, um, frontiersman, sort of renowned for his prowess in the West. Um, he became a guide that worked with with the military. Then he became an officer in the army. Um, and he worked closely with native tribes. And he, he spoke native languages. He married native women. Um, and he in the latter part of his career as an army officer. Um, he uh, led military campaigns, including the force removal of Navajo and Apache from their homelands in Arizona and New Mexico, something they called the long walk. They left hundreds of uh, natives killed from starvation and exposure. Um, sort of a, you know, checkered past as, as most of these Western settler men had. And, you know, maybe the, it's time to maybe pull their names off some of these features. Um, certainly, that's the sentiment at at among the native 
populations and the, the, the indigenous folks who um, feel quite slighted by these. And one of the names that could come for that Kit Carson Mountain is um, Kabawash Ute, you know, sort of the uh, nod to honor some of the historical, truly historical connections to these peaks. So um, it's it's an interesting process. But yeah, I, I think one thing we're for sure going to see is there's not going to be a lot of names of people. I think we probably have reached a point where we're not going to be naming peaks after men anymore because upon maybe closer inspection, maybe they're not worth uh, having a monumental name. I certainly don't want anybody to name a peak after me. <laughs> what do you think, DK? You want Mount, Mount David Krause? Uh, you know, people wouldn't spell it right. Um, you know, that's why I've never run to politics, even though people say you should run for mayor, you should run for city council. Now nah, I'm happy where I am right now, living my life, and, you know, staying out of the microscope as it were. Uh, Jason, what other mountains locations are on the state's list right now? You know, you, you mentioned there's, uh, they're looking at a bunch of different places. What does that to do look? to-do list look like for the state board as well as the federal board of geographic names? Uh, the, the federal board is, is going, there's, there's a, um, there's a, a valley in Garfield County that is called dead Mexican Gulch. And, uh, there's called to maybe switch that to lost sheep herder Gulch. That's on the, um, that's on the agenda there. Um, Snicktow, that uh, that peak there, and uh, on the so there's a, it's actually a lake on the slope of Mount Snicktow there off Loveland Pass. Um, they want to call that the Snicktow Snicktow Tarn. Um, there's a number of draws, gullies, gulches that uh, Hispanic settlers named after the color black, negro. Um, and there is lots of calls to change that. Obviously, um can be when printed it is an offensive term so um so there's a lot of a lot of different you know smaller things this is again the second 14er that's kind of uh been considered and hopefully they can um kind of figure out a path here and i i do not think that frustum f-r-u-s it just doesn't really roll off the tongue does it frustum frustum peak Sounds like you're saying it wrong almost every time, but that that um, that does not appear to have support, even though that's the formal proposal. So I think there's going to be some more review for Kit Carson Mountain and see where they can go with that one. Jason, always good to catch up with you, and I always appreciate you following this and kind of keeping up people updated because it is an interesting trend and a great one to really see that you know things are starting to change, albeit maybe slowly. We're starting to see some of that. Um, if you haven't already, you can read more about this story in the Colorado Outdoors as well. You go to coloradosun.com and at the top of our homepage, you can click on the Outdoors tab. You can also sign up for Jason's weekly Outsider newsletter. comes out every Thursday. gives you something to think about through the weekend. It's at coloradosun.com slash outsider. And I want to remind our supporters that The Sun is a member of the Trust Project. You can check out our Commitment to trusted journalism at coloradosun.com slash ethics. J. 
Jason, thanks for the time today and have a great week, buddy. Thanks, DK. Finally, here are a few stories that you should know about today. New data shows that more pedestrians were killed last year on Colorado streets than ever before. While overall traffic deaths in 2023 saw a slight dip, the picture isn't getting any brighter for those traveling by foot or bike. The Colorado Department of Transportation found that a record 131 pedestrians were killed last year, most of them at night. The number of cyclist deaths jumped 33% last year to 20. Last year, 712 people were killed on Colorado's roads, including 134 motorcyclists and scooter riders and more than 300 drivers. In 2022, 764 people were killed in traffic. Nicole Hensley of Lakewood and her peers may have finally found that elusive future in pro hockey with the advent of the Professional Women's Hockey League. Hensley is a goalie who is long ranked among the world's elite. The league is backed by Los Angeles Dodgers owner Mark Walter, who owns all six of the league's teams. And the teams are strategically located in big-time hockey markets of Minnesota, Boston, New York, Toronto, Ottawa, and Montreal. The players are operating under an eight-year agreement and averaging about $55,000 a year with other benefits. Colorado has 367 foster children who are eligible for adoption, and more than one-third of them have been waiting at least three years for a permanent home. Now, it might take longer after Colorado has cut funding for a program that uses specially trained caseworkers to pair a child with a family who might adopt them. The cut was a blow to county child welfare departments and a sore spot among some lawmakers on the legislature's Joint Budget Committee who questioned whether Colorado was bailing on kids. The Colorado Department of Human Services says the program isn't worth the money. For more information on all of these stories, visit our website, coloradosun.com. And don't forget to tune in again next time. Now a quick message from our team. I'm Laura Wynott, Director of Membership at the Colorado Sun. I came to work at The Sun because quality, trustworthy journalism is important. As a reader and listener, I find The Sun to be a breath of fresh air. The journalists tell Colorado stories that keep me informed, entertained, and engaged. If you also trust The Sun for your news, join me as a member at coloradosun.com join. Your support helps to bring you and other Coloradans the news you deserve. We couldn't do it without you. Thank you.